Welcome, welcome once again to the Ashy Knuckle Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Woods. I got my co-host, Mosey P, and Mark G. How y'all doing, fellas? I'm doing good. Our homie Craig decided to show up late. (laughs) He's just Uh, a bot with no cares in the world. Once a bot, always a bot. How was that Easter weekend for you boys? I had a I had an interesting one, but we can leave that for off there. Uh, nothing will work for me. We need a lot. <laughs> yeah, eat some chocolate, high smegs. You know, it is weird. We had an off weekend. Come coming with the UFC uh, side of things, not the Bellator side of things, though. Yeah, you have seen a little bit of a break. They we've been been kind of bombarded with cards back to back weeks. Uh, last month they were just pouring it on us, laying it on us pretty thick. But kind of got spoiled, man. I was like, damn, I got a whole weekend without UFC. I am going to get drunk, and I did just that. Yeah, I don't even know how to act when there's no uh, fight card on a Saturday. It's different. I'm looking around, scratching my head, seeing birds fly through the sky. I just don't know. Man, that was rough. What? That changes on Saturday. Oh, yes. A Saturday with violence is a good Saturday. We had a good fight coming up. I also think the replacement fighter is also a good stand-in. Not as good as the original fight, but it's still a good fight. Interesting take. An interesting take on this. So the original fight was supposed to be Martin this weekend was supposed to be Darren Till versus Martin Vittori. Uh, we know that Darren Till pulled out with some with uh, undisclosed injury. I think he said it was his shoulder, I believe, but there wasn't much collarbone. Collarbone. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it was a broken collarbone. At the time when I got the news, it was undisclosed, but it, it had in parentheses shoulder. So um, I guess uh, uh, Marky Mark, you saying it's officially a collarbone injury? Yes, as announced by Michael Bisbing on the Counts podcast. Hey, hey, it's a reliable source. Um, well, so that fight was supposed to be you mentioned that fight in the running for a potential title eliminator. Like, that could be uh, both of those guys with uh, Darren Till or Marvin Vittori with an impressive win could potentially get a title shot. Uh, now that Darren Till is out of the mix, we uh, got Big Mouth Kevin Holland stepping in on very short notice to take this fight. I think it, it it makes it a little bit more intriguing because Kevin, he just came off that loss recently in the last UFC event to Derek Brunson where he got dominated pretty heavily with the wrestling. Couldn't stop takedowns. He couldn't get up when he was in the middle of the cage. It's very similar to the uh, Adesanya versus Blahovich fight. Um, I want to get your thoughts on this, Mark. Um, how do you see this fight? between Kevin Holland and Marvin Vittori going down. So with Kevin Holland and Marvin Vittori, I actually see this as a standing slugfest. I, I don't see them going to the ground very much at all. They both have the capabilities to. I think, once again, Kevin Holland might have a slight advantage there, but I just see them trying to duke it out on the feet. I think Kevin Holland's going to try to make a, a statement that he is still dangerous and he's there. And Marvin Vittori don't back down from nobody. Mo, what do you think? I'll be Captain Obvious. If Holland gets the better on the feet, you know where it's going. It's going straight to the floor. But I'm hoping for a slugfest too. Just because I like Holland. Even though he's lacking in some departments. 
Even though, even if he wins, he's not getting a title shot. He's like at the back of the line for anybody getting a title shot. The Till versus Vittori fight, that was definitely a title. Uh, whoever won that was getting the next shot at Izzy. But, like I said, Captain Obvious, if it goes to the ground, Vittori. If it stays standing, I'm going with Holland. I have a very interesting take on this. Um, I, I, Martin Vittori, I think he has a decided advantage in the wrestling department. Marvin was the only guy um, in the middleweight division to be able to take down and control Israel Adesanya consistently. He didn't do it, obviously, enough to get the victory, but he did do it enough to show that, you know, maybe Izzy might have some holes in that department. But is that a function of Marvin just being a superior grappler? Or is it just a function of him, of Alessandra having a deficiency in the wrestling department? I don't know. And we won't know until we get more information, we see more fights. But as of right now, I think that it's more of Marvin Vittori having a stronger wrestling pedigree. He doesn't have, I mean, obviously being from Italy, he doesn't have that powerhouse background of being in the, the American grind with all our great wrestlers or in that Russian grind with all their great talent. But they invented wrestling. The Italians? The Romans. That's mm, <laughs> 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 funny you say that because um, that's more of a Greco style, though. That's more of the like top heavy style, not the hook and shoot, but you're right. Um, look, this, this, this fight to me does have a lot of like intrigue because you, you mentioned that the winner. If it being Kevin Holland can can get won't be getting the title shot. I don't I don't know if I buy that. And here's why. We've seen in the past with UFC, they go for needle movers. They don't really care about who the number one contender is. We see that um we okay, like look at look at the current division and the welterweight division. You see another I, 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 you're right. I forgot it's the um the error of like who sells? Who sells? If you can get butts in the seats, you can get a shot at the and now, it's, now there's the seats are filling up again. So yes, got some live events, man. Um, we're gonna be a part of one of them in Jacksonville, and then there's uh one coming up in Houston. So it's um it, it's it's that it's the it's right now. This fight is really important for both fighters. I think Kevin, this fight's really important for Kevin because. If Kevin Holland can get a fan, like uh, he would have to have a dramatic, amazing victory to catapult him to a title shot. But just getting a win alone would help um, his stock improve greatly because, like, you don't want to go on a two fight losing skid in this stacked division um, that is the current state of the middleweight. So um, Kevin Holland has a lot on the line. For Marvin, He's been he is on a winning streak and a win over Kevin Holland, which at this point is still gonna be a big name, even though he just came off a loss. Um if he wins impressively, he, he could be talking he can be talking about the uh Israel Adesanya rematch where uh he did just get edged out by the champion, he lost a, a the split decision. So But like I was telling Mark on uh, Easter. Till could like recover from his injury and then all of a sudden be in the title shot just because everybody else is um not medically cleared to fight. Interesting. Very interesting. That could happen. It could easily happen. We've seen we've seen stranger things, bro. Like it's it's with the fight game. Um, obviously, injuries are a huge part of it. You get who's ever ready, right? And that's that's why you know it's so unpredictable. Like you can get um, 
we've seen fights that we've had, we've seen fights get scheduled that every anime fan wanted to see and this never come to fruition because one guy or the other guy can never um, make it to the cage. And like for me, that's just uh, every time I think of that scenario, I think Habib versus Tony Ferguson. Mm-hmm. You know, so look, I want this. This fight does still bring a lot of intrigue. It's a free fight. It's going to be at three o'clock uh, Eastern Standard. So if you um if you get if you think about getting this one and you're going to be have, have to wait long, nah, you don't have to wait till midnight to see this one. You Probably might, tomorrow about 5 p.m. Yeah. Maybe yeah. six. You can have the Saturday night uh, and do whatever else you want, but you can get some violence right in the middle of the day. Yep. There'll still be daylight out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you spring breakers trying to enjoy the beach or, you know, get a few co- you get a few cocktails, get nice and lathered up early, watch some people beat each other up, and then go parlay. So... Um, yeah, we got some uh, announcements after that. Oh yeah, we got some good ones. Um, we know uh, the the Leon Edwards and Bilal Muhammad fight ended in some controversy. You got yeah, like a eyeball game. Where both guys coming up though? Yeah, well, Damian that should be it's a good one. It's a good matchup. Um. But the more intriguing matchup, in my opinion, we got the return of the Stockton Gangster. How many Stockton <laughs> slaps do you think we'll see? I'm going to take the under on one. The under? Jesus. I don't see I, I, I say at least three. Oh, you're, you I see say four. Oh, shit. Y'all expecting... Uh, so, look... We can get into that one. Um, Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz got announced. Um, Nate Diaz is making his long-awaited um, return. He hasn't fought since that BMF championship when he took on Jorge Masvidal and uh, got – he had a rough night at the office, to say the least. Um, Marky G, how do you see Leon Edwards' Diaz going down? So originally when this fight was first announced, and I didn't look too much into it, I had Leon Edwards winning that by decision pretty easily. But then they threw a curveball at us and said that's going to be a five-round co-main event. With that five, those championship rounds put in there, those main event rounds put in there, I actually give Nate Diaz a good chance at winning this fight. I think... As good as Leon Edwards is, I think Nate Diaz could frustrate him and start picking him apart in the later rounds. And I don't see Leon Edwards taking him out. I will officially say that I still think that Leon Edwards is going to win the decision, but it's going to be much more interesting than I originally thought. What do you think, bro? From what I've seen at uh, Leon Edwards against uh, Muhammad in his last fight, that one round, his his striking looked very crisp. It it looked nice. So it could be a very technical fight, but I'm not sure how not fighting as much will affect Diaz. But I I don't know. I I don't know. I, I'm not sure because I'm leaning towards Diaz in a way just because it's a five-round co-main event, non-title, everything, you know. So if it gets to, like, the third or fourth round, and I'm not sure if uh, Leon Edwards ever been in a five-rounder. Has he? No, right? He was scheduled mm-hmm. for one but didn't get that far. Correct? No. I think that's I think that's right. So we'll see how his gas tank looks because you know Diaz that them boys don't get tired. They they no. cut easily, but we'll see what happens come late second round, early third round. We might see some somebody get one two, one two, stopped and slapped, choked out. You never know. 
Yeah, yeah, never. That's why we watch, and that's that's why we watch. I watch for the the fact that you can never can never expect anything. In fights where you think it's gonna be absolute crazy chaos, that shit turns out to be a fucking snooze fest. And then fights you like, eh, I guess I'll just check this one out because it's next. That ends up next. Yeah, it ends up being like a fucking one of the cards of the year. You know what I mean? You just, you just a fights of the year. You just never know. Um, my take on this, look, um, I, I'm, I think that Leon Edwards is um, pretty much the black swan of the, of the welterweight division, whereas he is probably the best guy out, outside of the champion, and he doesn't quite get, he doesn't get the fights because, obviously, of how good he is. Like, he's really good at avoiding damage and while also giving enough to win. So it's, he's a hard out for most people. He doesn't really have any glaring holes. He's good at wrestling. He has good jujitsu. His stand-up is good. He has a nice um he's a tall frame for division, so he has good reach. He he pretty much is um he has he's well balanced. He has everything you would want for a, a championship level fighter. And uh we all know Nick what Nick what Nate Diaz brings to the table. Nate got that amazing cardio. He would that never say die. Um, gangster like fight style. Like, where he's not gonna. You can't back him down. You can't. If he's getting smashed in a fight where he's completely losing, he's still not out of it because he would never give up. He'll just come straight forward and keep coming and keep coming. And oftentimes you see that he'll break guys' will. Um, with that, Marky made Mark made a good point, and um. Mosey, you kind of, you know, follow up on that. And this is a first co-main event, non-title fight, pay-per-view. And given the five-round nature of this, we haven't seen Leon in deep water. We've seen him go decision, and we've seen him win decisions, but we haven't seen him fight for five rounds. And you know that if you don't take me out, or if you don't cut him up enough to where the, the judges stop it, he ain't gonna stop. Nope. So, mm-hmm. and with that pressure that they put on, the kind of pressure that the Diaz brothers do put on, they come at you. They don't hit you with these devastating haymakers to knock you out, but these these small shots over and over while you're trying to breathe, while you're backing up, while you're trying to you know take a break, you're not gonna get a break. They're all they're all on you, and that 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 wears guys out in itself. So we'll see. Um, however, I think that Leon is a natural welterweight. He's a much bigger guy, and Nate is going to be overwhelmed in this one. I think it's this fight is just a payday for Nate because he's fighting a guy who has is on a good winning streak. It's a main event. He uh, anytime Nate fights, he moves the needle because of who he is. He's a good he's a good um ambassador for the sport and he's a draw. However, I think that's a payday for both of them. Definitely gonna be a good payday. Um but oh, yeah. Leon is I think is the better fighter overall in in pretty much every aspect. Um and he's also a more na- a bigger guy. He's a more natural welter. So I, I fit welter weight. So I see Leon being um just too much for Nate. And I don't see this fight going the, the distance. I think that uh we'll we'll see a finish here. I think um I got Leon Third round TKO. I think he'll land some elbows. Really? Yeah. I think this fight will be the kind of fight where he'll get hurt. Uh, I think um, Diaz Nate's going to get hurt early in this fight. Very similar to how Masvidal hurt him early. How, the only difference between, I think, uh, in Leon and Masvidal is that Leon does a lot of elbowing in and out of breaks on clinch opportunities. And that's you know how easily the Diaz boys bleed. Yeah. They have a lot of scar tissue, so I think that's going to really be a factor in this fight. Um, I think he's gonna, I think he's going to get hurt pretty early. I would say late second. I mean late first, early second, and then I see I don't see this fight going past the third round, man. I got um officially I'm going to take Leon Edwards via uh, third round TKO. So you think TKO by Dr. Stoppage or an actual TKO? 
You know what? It could be both. Um, I think he's gonna. I, I think he's gonna for sure. I, I, I'm, I'll bet my house that he's gonna bleed. That Nate's gonna bleed. I don't know if he's gonna be bleeding from the like you know over the eyebrow and it gets into his eyes and the doctor's like, look, the guy can't see. Fight's over. Or if he's just gonna be getting the fuck beat out of him and he's gonna be a bloody mess. I, I'm leaning more toward the latter. Um, mainly because we just don't see that. It doesn't happen that often where you see a fight get stopped from um, a cut. It just doesn't happen that often. It's not um, something that because you can't. I mean, while elbows do cut guys open a lot, it just you have to place the perfect shot to get right above the elbow to exactly make someone bleed. Yo, what's up? Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Allison. Okay, but uh, other fight announcements: we got a uh, Korean Zombie versus Dan Ige, a good uh, 145 banger. That oh, that really? fight should deliver. And if you mean but deliver by Dan Ige getting another knockout victory under his belt, yeah, I think so. Either way, just somebody probably going to sleep. Fifty K got some power, man. That should be a good one. I mean, he's a Hawaiian. Yeah. yeah. I have to hit up uh, Sun Kim on that one one time. Hit up my boy. We also got um, a really good welterweight matchup. Now, this one could be potentially a title eliminator. It's because not, we got, not. Well, Gilbert Burns and um, Stephen Thompson uh, got announced. And Stephen Thompson is the only guy. Wonder you know who's fighting for the title next, regardless. You, you think Kobe? That's got to be. You know what? Okay. It's got to be. It's got to be. He's next in line. That's, that's fair. That's fair to assume that. Because, like, I mean, he, he only got beaten by Usman, and then he came back and got a stoppage against Woodley. So he's mm-hmm. on a one-fight winning streak. Um, I don't see... Why not? But, but, um, Josh Stephen Thompson is on a a longer winning streak, and he's the only guy to not have faced the current champ. Um, Mosey, why do you see Gilbert Burns versus Josh of Josh Thompson? Why am I so addicted to saying Josh Thompson right now? You know why? Because I keep thinking about Diaz in my head, and I think about the last I had knocked Diaz out. That's why I got Thompson. Let's well, like, Wonder Boy, this is a hard uh, puzzle to figure out to begin with. Oh, yeah. Unless Very hard. Catch him, like uh, Anthony Pettis did. Or, or Tyron Woodley. I mean, Tyron Woodley caught him, but he didn't finish him. He did not. Fights. One fight was a draw. Second fight was what? Split decision? Or was it unanimous? Uh. Either way, it went to the decision. Yeah. He couldn't. He couldn't put him away. Okay. Yeah. He's a hard dude to uh, hit because you know that karate style in and out, in and out. He's hard he to get in on. That too. So with him being hard to get in on, it's really going to be a takedown game. But his takedown defense is it's top fantastic. Nuts. It's top notch. So this is actually a terrible matchup for Gilbert Burns. Not saying that Gilbert can't get it done. He's very explosive and obviously has made it work for him. But I was surprised he took this matchup. Yeah, like we were saying the other day, I don't know if he'll he'll be mentally there. Yes, that's the other question. Well, that's the thing that we face in this in this um, division. Because first of all. There ain't no, there's no easy scraps. No matter where you look at on the roster, unless you make it to the top five, there's all killers. So top five in every division is rough, especially this one, because like he's if, in this fight versus uh, Wonder Boy, Gilbert Burns is facing a, a like like you guys said a really tough puzzle to solve. Wonder Boy can TKO you. He can knock you out. He, he has the ability to kick you in the head with that in-and-out karate style that's hard to get the timing on. While Gilbert 
has been it's, as of late, he's been knocking everybody out except for uh, Usman, which he did drop Usman in that first round, if you remember. He, uh, he dropped Woodley, too. He, he cut up Woodley. Gilbert has some power, and he's very aggressive. That plays right into the cards for Wonderboy, though. His jiu-jitsu is really good, too. He's, it's, it's excellent. His jiu-jitsu is excellent. Fantastic. But yeah. Wonderboy don't go to the ground. No. And Wonderboy is also a very good counter striker. I think we got to, I think this is a, this is a tough one for Burns, especially coming off a knockout, coming off a TKO loss. That's, this is a tough, that's a tough sandwich to finish, bro. I don't know, man. Uh, I, I'll be leaning Wonderboy in this one too. Um, I know Gilbert has the power to knock out anybody with one shot. We've seen Anthony Pettis put away Wonderboy with, with a one, one shot, and Anthony isn't a natural 170. He's more of a 55er. I think he was a huge dog in that fight, too. He was. Mm-hmm. That was and that shocked everybody. That was definitely not supposed sure. to happen. Must be from his his stance was totally different. Pettis? Yeah, his stance was really different in that fight. Well, we know Pettis. Pettis got he's dynamic. He, he can change it up. He has a, he has a lot of uh, his kickboxing is amazing. Um, I I I, I want to say this about Gilbert though. You mentioned his head not being in it because of losing devastatingly to a former training partner, former friend, and just getting knocked out in general is tough. It's tough to come back from. It's like all those things combined. Is his head still in the game? That's a tough one to like swallow. Like that pill right there is it's tough. Losing the plus way you did. Fact. What's that? I was going to say, plus the fact that does he want to get back in that title picture? Does he want to be there right now when his boy is still the champ? Does he want to go for that fight again? You know what? I would assume, yeah, given the fact that he fought him the first time. But this isn't the first time Gilbert Burns has been knocked out. He was knocked out at 55 as well before he moved up to 170. And um, I think that he has the fortitude to be able to turn it around. Will he be able to against Wonderboy? Only time will tell. But uh, I'm going to have a hard time leaning toward Gilbert in this one, man. This is uh he has the kind of power to where if he's a big underdog, if you want to get a little upset special, put it in a parlay, he's a he's a fun pick because he can put anybody's lights out with one shot. However, man, if I'm gonna take a if I'm gonna pick anybody, I'm I will go with Wonder Boy in this one. I think he has um all the tools to get it done in multiple ways. So um um, I, I think uh, that's a good fight, though. I, I, I'm very, I'm looking very forward to seeing that matchup. And we also have, we have another fight announcement, and it's um, it's the big boys. We got some heavyweights, some actually some some of the bigger heavyweights on the roster getting it in with um the six foot seven Volkov. Uh, Alexander Volkov is one of the. Cyril Gone, Cyril Gone, as my boy Mosey likes to call it. Um, another six foot five, two sixty five beast. Like these guys are. This is we get at the we, 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 we made an announcement about the heavyweight division being deep, and this is one of the potential matchups we talked about. Um, and we're gonna get it soon enough. So these these two guys are both both have title hopes. Cyril's undefeated. Volkov has had some, he's had some wars, but he, the, the matchup nightmare that he presents for most heavyweights is pretty hard to overcome. Marky G, how you see this one going, man? And what do you think? This one's a tough one for me. I like Volkov. I think he's tough. He's had a little bit of up and down lately. And Gon's just a killer in my eyes right now. I think he's literally the future of the heavyweight division. So, I'm leaning towards Vol- or Gone in this one. I kind of want Gone to win this one, personally. I want to see how far he can go. Yeah, I'm leaning towards Gone too, just from talent alone, from what I've seen. 
just because he and had I, that snooze fest with uh Jarzinho doesn't mean he's gonna have the same fight with Volkov. So I think he might clip him and submit him. That's what I'm leaning with with Gun. This matchup, this is a tough one for me because I know that Volkov has had some shaky performances where he's kind of struggled with power hands. Um, he had that classic um, matchup with Derek Lewis where he had Derek, uh, you know, he had Derek 50 and 45, as, as the kids say. Um, and he got knocked out in the waning seconds of the fight. Like, I don't know if that's just like Derek Lewis is magical with the right hand or did he lose focus and just kind of like got caught. Cyril God is very smart at game planning and um, putting together a good plan. We saw that versus Jarzinho Rosenstruck, which ended up being a kind of a snooze fest. But um, Volkov is an excellent kickboxer. And he has excellent range, reach, and his style. This stylistically seems like it could be a really good one because both guys are mainly just kickboxers who like to use range. Well, Volkov has has more range than Cyril. And they're both kickboxers, so something's got to give. And I'm interested to see how Gon responds by being on the other end of that, because usually when he's in the, in the cage, he's up against a guy who he has the reach advantage on. In this one, he's going to be up against a guy who has a reach advantage on him. So he won't be able to just sit back and pick shots. He'll have to get into the fire. And that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, I agree with Modo. And I, Marky G, you also picked, you want Cyril Gaon to win. I'm interested to see Cyril Gaon to get the win and move on and Build that story of him getting closer to a title picture because I I would love to see Don versus uh Francis Francis and Gano. So talking about Frank, Big Frank, <laughs> Big Frank. So you talking about Big Frank? I love to see him get in there, baby. That'd be awesome. All I right, so him. we got this whole two hundred five Bellator Grand Prix coming up. So before we get into that. What do you guys think about the competition in Bellator compared to the UFC? Uh, Mark, you want to start off this one? I mean, in all honesty, it's, it's hard for me to give them the full credit that they deserve. I, I do feel like they're almost a B-League. They have really good com- competitors over there. Just not enough of them. There's, I feel like all their divisions are watered down. They're very top heavy with top threes in each of their division. But other than that, there's just not, they just don't hold up the same. And their biggest stars and most exciting fighters, for the most part, are former UFC washouts yep. or just people looking for a better payday. That's the so, thing with Bellator. So, I like it. I like watching a lot of their fights. They're exciting. But when it comes to the actual competition, I'm going to call them a B-League. I think uh, Mark has a good point. I'm looking at the names and all the top guys outside of um, Nipkoff, who's the champion, all the top guys in 205 and Bellator are former UFC competitors. Corey Anderson, Phil Davis. Um, that one guy uh, that Corey Anderson is fighting, I, I've never heard of him before. But I'm not putting nothing past him. I can't really say his name. I'll well, let one of you guys had that one. Well, Ryan, is Ryan Bader competing in this, in this competition? Bader's going against Machida. But if you could say the name of the guy that's going against Corey Anderson, you will win a prize. I'm going to give it a shot. Let me pull it up. That's all I got to say. You will win a, a whole prize. You say his whole <laughs> first name and last name, please. Uh, this is happening for me. It should, be, it should be fun. Yo, his name got all the syllables. All, he got the whole alphabet except for like, yo, he might have the whole alphabet actually. Except for Q. He might actually have. 
<laughs> He's just gonna be Yags to me, man. We got the look at this name, and if you can say it, you win. I don't know what you win, right. but you win. As much as we're struggling to say his name, he is a ten to one favorite to win the tournament. Really? And he's making his Bellator debut in this wow. tournament. So, I, I guess the UFC must have let him fly under the radar or something. I I guess. But that's the thing with Bellator. They got, like, some decent homegrown talent. But when it compares to the UFC, like, contender series guys, I, I'm going to lean towards the contender series guys as the better homegrown talent. Um, interesting. I can't, I can't find this thing. Where is these guys? Oh, okay. All right. Okay. You see it? You see it? I see it now. Do you see it? You see all the letters? This guy so, it ain't fitting on the jersey, I'll tell you that much. 17 characters in his uh last name. About the same for his first name. Oh, I'm gonna give it a shot. <laughs> first name Dolebson. Dolebson. Last name is a mouthful. Yagshim Yagshim Yo, if I seen it, I would say Yoshi Dov. Y A G S H I M U R A D O V. Yoshimuradov. Yoshimuradov. Where are you getting yo? How are you getting yo? Y O H G. It's Y A G. Oh, it's an A? Well, it's Y A G. That's why I'm saying Yags. Yeah, you got yeah, What I'm looking at, this shit's spelled all wrong. <laughs> Let's so I don't on. think anyone knows how to spell it, just like they don't know how to say it. Exactly. This man is from Turkmenistan. Oh, so the we- actual poster is, is like Yag. They got, uh, damn, they got his name spelled all wrong. They got a Y O H, then Shirmadov, not Yag Shirmadov. That's a mouthful. We can just call him Yags off. We'll call him Dov. No, Yags. Dov, y'all. Dov. His, his first name, first three letters of his first name and the last three letters of his last name are the same. Dov. So we can call him Double D-O-V. Yep, Double D-O-V. Double D-O-V. Okay, speaking of this Grand Prix tournament, the first matchups we got. Oh, is that that is on April 9th. Uh Corey Anderson against Dov. Double DOV. And Bader against Machida, part two. Ooh, very interesting. What what weight is that gonna be at? What weight class? It's all 205. Light heavyweight. Okay, okay. Well, I wasn't sure because I knew that Bader was a heavyweight champion as well. He was the 205 champ as well, but he lost it. Vadim Minkoff. Russian Russian prospect. Um, Very interesting, man. Like, look, that, that, um, this roster, like we said, we talked about the comparison between the UFC and Bellator. And the, oh, they moved that one. How, how, how top heavy Bellator's roster is. Look, look, a lot of them are former UFC contenders, like uh, somewhat like uh, well, we got Ryan Bader, six uh, of them, Phil Davis, Ryan Bader, Corey Davis. I mean Corey Anderson, sorry, um, Leo Machida, and now um, we know Rumble's over there too, and, and also- well. Yoel Romero, correct. So that's a most of these guys are former UFC competition, um, former champ, former contenders, former people, former well, people's champ, and Yoel. Um, <laughs> a lot, a lot can be said about my uh, mixed martial arts fandom. Whereas I don't give, I'll watch anyone fight in any organization. But I will say that UFC does do a good job of having the best talent um, overall. It's the biggest show 
It's the biggest draw. And most of the guys with any aspirations of being great gravitate toward the UFC. Now, you might see a few big fish that go to smaller ponds like Patricio, Pitbull. Um, we see, um, obviously, we got some guys who came over from Bellator who've shown that they can compete in the UFC just fine. Yeah. With, Mike, with Michael Chandler coming over and absolutely mm-hmm. wrecking Dan Hooker. So, and then catapult Nat Parlay. Eddie Alvarez, he was the champion. Yes. Well, they, and then we, we look, Michael Chandler came over mm-hmm. one fight, starched Dan Hooker, he's fighting for the UFC title. So, yeah. um, and he wasn't even the champion at Bellator. He was a champion. He lost. Yeah, he lost the. He, he lost the championship at one point. Bellator, he wasn't the current Bellator oh, yeah, champion. He was the current champion. Yeah. Right. So that, I would say. I don't think a few times over there though. Yeah. So I would say that I wouldn't. I wouldn't quite call them the B League. Because to me, if you're in the B League, you can't compete with the A League. You, it's like you're, you're there because you, you don't stack up. I think they're more of like a diet version of UFC. So if UFC is like Coke, they're diet Coke. Coke Zero? Some, prefer, <laughs> some Coke Zero? prefer diet Coke over regular Coke. Most of those are psychopaths. But look, it is what it is, bro. Like, some people don't want sugar. They want aspartame. And they got, like, like Mark said, they're top-heavy. So, like, the top three in each division are, like, they're solid. Top. And they could compete. But then after that, Jesus. It does. There's a big drop-off between the top guys and then the rest of the roster. And in UFC, for a long time, it was that way, too. Um, but I think Vlad, I know Vadim um, Nimkov. Would be, would be obviously he's champion in Bellator. I think he fared just fine versus um, the current 205 champion in Leon Blahovich. I think he'd be just fine. In fact, he might be a favorite. Good matchup. Very good matchup. Okay, so, okay, so Phil Davis is fighting him first. So if Phil Davis beats him, does he become the champion? No. No. Because it's a non title fight. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is the Grand Prix, so you got to go through the whole thing. So even if he beats him, he just eliminates him out the tournament, but he's still the, the champ. school tournament rules like that. That'd be an elimination to knock the champ out. Yes. Because this isn't for the light heavyweight title. It's for the light heavyweight Grand Prix title. Just oh, like, like the, when uh, old Pride days. DC was never oh, a yeah. strike force heavyweight mm-hmm. champ, he was a heavyweight. Something special with Prix this champ. this Grand Prix thing. Now, I think it's a pretty good idea. Do you get to see yes. a lot of good matchups that you otherwise wouldn't see because of contract negotiations? If it's tournament style and it has that bracket where you just like you line them up and look, this year you're fighting next because that's the next guy in line. Yo, I'd be sick if the UFC did that with like their top ten guys, right? Like yeah. not top ten, but uh, ten down the what two or eight yeah. or three or something. Get you know, get the top eight guys from ten going forward, and then have the champion have his fight against one or two, and then they work their way through like that, and then the winner gets an automatic title shot in the end. It's a beautiful idea for the year, just for the year. It's a beautiful idea. I wish they would have done that for. The light heavyweight or the lightweight championship right now. Instead oh, of announcing man. just a, a random fight, they had such a good tournament they yeah. could have had a light heavy done. or lightweight tournament. They really could have. Yeah, and look at well, look the um, we got the the final tournament between the welterweights. Not welterweights, but the uh, featherweights, right in Bellator with with Pitbull versus. Fighting uh, AJ McKee, yeah, yeah. running it back. What happened in that? There, was there like some kind of controversy or something? Like why they? Why is it being done again? No, they're just next guy in line, so they're they're running it back. Okay, okay. Yeah, he, he guillotined the shit out that dude. He fought. 
the other day. Like, he put him to sleep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a guy I want to see come over to the UFC. Because he talks a lot of noise. Yeah, he's I good. think he's angling for it. I, I think that's his whole plan right now. The, all the noise that he's talking about beating Chandler and being the number one. I think he's angling for that contract to come over to the UFC. I wonder where he knows that he can't ever truly claim that until he is in the UFC. Yeah, it's it's kind of like um, there's there's really no equivalent, given that MMA is so new. You, but you have the UFC title. Once you're UFC champion, most fans don't even know about the other leagues. They don't even know about Bellator. Or, um, they don't know much. Of it. They still call UFC UCF or something. They don't, they don't even know what they're saying. Right. And even, they don't even know it's MMA. They call it UFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, yo, UFC. <laughs> UFC. You, you UFC. UFC. And it's not even the same shit. It's like, I don't even know, man. It'd be like 1FC. You watching UFC? Yeah. Like, you, uh, you, you, you UFC? Like, uh, nah, man. <laughs> You, 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 you now, just, there's some missed yeah, good um, matches right there. You want to see some good talent? Talent? Go watch some One FC. There's some great talent over there. Oh, they about to be on TNT soon. Oh yes. Can't wait. The guy Mighty Mouse is fighting is uh, he might be able to beat him. Who's he matched up against right now? Oh man, it's it's a. Uh, Ah, his name's like a Hispanic name. I've seen some of his highlights. He's legit. Mighty Mouse has had some of his toughest fights over at 1FC. Oh, yeah. Well, he's fighting at a heavier weight as well. Well, Slightly, yeah. Well, that's that's the beauty of 1FC. They don't have those... uh, Mariah's. That's that's who he's fighting against, Mariah's. Mariah's? Yeah. Well, he's, they have those hydration tests in 1FC, so you can't cut as much weight. It's um, a little bit tougher. Adriano Marias, a Brazilian cat. And it's amazing how much the game changes when those knees on the grounds are allowed. Like, even DJ's fights, he is a dirty ground fighter right now with all the knees he likes to throw. And you know what? That's nothing we can talk about. Why is that so... Why is that such a big deal? Like, why? Okay, we have so many spots where guys find little edges and little holes where they can exploit. Where it's like, come on, if look, just because you put your hands on the ground, is that why can't why should you be safe there and not be able to be need? You got to knee you in the body, but I can't knee you in the head. But I can kick you in the head. I can kick you in the head, and you're standing on your feet. That's cool. But I can't knee you in the head when your hands are on the ground. We have such weird little nuanced rules, like the 10 to 12 elbow. Um, oh, that's the worst rule. Six elbow, sorry. Um, which is just, they don't make sense to the fight game. And we also kind of cater to grapplers by not allowing soccer kicks. We shouldn't, it shouldn't be a rule that stops the expression of a sport from being natural. If you're going to just sit there and keep put your hands on the ground and go, oh, I'm safe, I'm at base, you can't hit me, or I'm going to lay on my back and like, oh, you can't kick me now because I'm, I'm laying on my back and I'm choosing to be here. Whereas in a real fight, let's come on, though, you're not laying on the ground and getting a, a timeout. You're also not getting uh, let go if you're getting choked out when you're tapping. That's true. I mean, obviously, you know, we don't want to see guys like Paul getting being Palaharez, where you're let not letting go of submission. <laughs> oh, he took all them legs home, man. Like he got a collection on the wall. He, he took eyeballs home with them ice scrapes too. Right, oh. <laughs> Ric Flair. Yeah, Palaharez is the the limb collector, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plus, they got every uh, commission got a different rule about what is like one hand on the ground, two hands on the ground, and this and that to like uh, be a official grounded opponent, right? Every commission is different, yeah. right? 
So yeah. these guys got to read all of these rules. I mean, it can't be that hard. You're a, that's your job. Right? True, that's but your job. but in the heat of the, in the heat of battle, you want to make things more like simple. That's yeah. why that's why you you don't want to add more rules. You want to make it less um, complicated. Make it more concise. Just like look, these are the rules. This is what you can do. This is what you cannot do. You cannot hit them in the balls. You cannot poke them in the eyes. You cannot small joint manipulate. You can't grab a finger and bend it. Other than that, let them go. If you make it that simple, I think it'll make it more. It'll make it more smooth. I think Pride kind of had it right. They kind of had everything going right, especially with the yellow cards. I think that makes the fight much more because you you do see a lot. Um, a lot of guys sometimes that are trying to coast and chill and like not Dull. engage, right? And you you put that yellow card up and you know, look. If you don't engage, you can get purse stopped. You know what I mean? That guy's like, if that's not gonna light a fire under you, nothing else will. Yeah, that's the thing that uh, most of the casual fans would probably agree on a hundred percent. The whole lay and pray aspect of a fight for points. I'm just going to take you down and hold you here real quick. I'm not going to damage you. I'm just going to hold you and be on top and get these points according to these boxing judges that don't know MMA too well, but they know that if I'm on top of you, holding you down, that's points, right? Right. You're the guy winning because you're on top. Yeah. They should bring up the yellow card. That sucks the soul out of the average fan. Like, and especially if you if you watch this, if you watch with a a group of people, and a bunch of them have no clue about what's going on, that moment when you see guys laying and praying, or you know, playing for points, just being safe and milking the clock, that's the point where everyone loses interest, except for pure fans. Like we know what's going on, we know that this guy's what he's trying to do, but this, that those moments are like pretty much attention killers. Yeah, the casuals love to see the uh, flashy knockouts and stuff. Right. I mean, even even season. I love seeing. I like seeing the action. We we in. I'm in it for the violence. I want to see it. Like I want to see the expression of the of martial arts being played out in this environment because obviously it's a sport. You know, the guy's not fighting to the death. You can tap out if you get put get caught in a compromised situation. You don't see guys tap out to strikes. That's mostly due to ego, but you do see guys tap out when they're in, caught in an arm bar, if they're caught in a knee bar. They don't want to get their uh, knees ripped apart. They don't want to see their get their arm broken and not be able to compete for the rest of the year. I know so one you, guy that will not tap out. There are guys like that. <laughs> I, I got a guy. <laughs> I got a guy. Uh, yeah, there's, there's guys that won't, won't tap for the most part. They don't know how to tap. Yeah, it's not in the vocabulary. We see too some guys uh, with chokes. A lot of guys are just, now are just shooting them to go out. They're not yeah. even. They're not tapping. They're like, look, you just gonna you gotta put me to sleep, bro. Okay, okay. Back on the uh, Grand Prix. Who you guys like in the finals? Out of the little top eight we got. You know. Mark, I'm going to let you get, go first, man. I have, a, I have an opinion, but go ahead, man. What's up? See, I don't know enough about this guy against Corey Anderson to really give an opinion on him. I know that he's a huge favorite. I've never seen him fight. I know nothing about him. But I, I think he, what I looked up, he's the champ from some league called ABC. So I don't, I don't know. He really does have the whole alphabet. Um, <laughs> Let's see, but my personal, what I want in the finals is Ryan Bader versus Rumble. That's what I would really want. And I think Ryan Bader in this, I think he takes Machida this time. Machida has always been one of my favorite fighters, but he is showing his age, and Bader has just been showing that he's getting better and better, even though he is the older guy. He's the older Corey guy. Anderson, I think so. Isn't he older than Machida? 
Um, I'm not sure, but thought it was. I might be wrong on that. It might be the same. But... They've been around for a while. Yes. Maybe it's just because Machida is more of a veteran than uh, Ryan Bader. Bader was coming up when Machida was in his heyday. But Phil Davidson, I think, is past his prime. I think mm-hmm. he's going to get taken out by the champ. Rumble versus Yoel. I want Rumble to win that, but I don't know. Yoel is always a, a random. Like It's 50-50 with him. He's he's not cutting weight, so he ain't gonna have any issue there. I I have never seen him at two hundred five. He might be even more explosive. And Rumble's coming off a obviously a what three four year layoff. Wait, it might it's even long be layoff. longer. Long layoff. So, who knows what he's gonna look like? But the old school fan in me wants to see Bader versus Rumble in the finals. Well, look, um, I'm obviously picking BOL, given that I fucking, that's, I'm a huge fan. Um, I really could care less about anybody else in that, in that division uh, outside of maybe Rumble. I like, I'm, I'm a pretty decent fan of Rumble, uh, and I want to see him compete, but it sucks that he's getting matched up against BOL in a first matchup. So I'm like, if they were on opposite ends of the bracket and you ask me that same question, I'd be like, I want those two to meet in the finals. I want to see Godzilla versus King Kong in the finals. But right now, we get it in the beginning. However, um, you, you, you did say, you mentioned something that's pretty neat. Um, your your love doesn't have to cut weight. And that could be scary for the rest of that division, given how explosive he can be. And given um, the fact that he dropped so much weight to go to 185 in his UFC career. And we've he's had gas tank issues and weight making he it was hard for him to make weight in the UFC. He missed weight uh quite a few times. Uh the champion yeah. uh Vadim Nimkov is tough, man. So I'm hoping to see Vadim versus Yoel. I'm hoping for that if that's possible. I'm not sure how the bracket's laid out, if that's even possible. But if it is they won't they won't be in the finals. They'll just they'll be in the semifinals against each other. Okay, so they can't make it to the finals. They're on the same side of the bracket. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so if that's the case, uh, I'll take Yoel just to win it all. I want my boy. Uh, the, I want the soldier of God to finally get some gold, win the Bellator Grand Prix championship, and then uh, I don't know. I would love to. I like to get him, him and get on the mic and just. Uh, after splitting somebody's head in two and then say praise Jesus. I mean, I want that. I want that. Go your way. Soldier of God. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I got a... Uh... Man, I can't pick nobody. I, I can't. I can't call it. I like them call Corian Davis though. I I think uh, Yoshi Yashi Yagi Zagi is gonna beat Corey Anderson. Bader got Machida, so that's the semifinals from that side. I'm gonna go with Phil Davis for the upset. Woo! I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Phil Davis for the upset, just cause uh, how he's been looking. Okay. I don't know how he's been looking. I just seen he got dreads now, and it was interesting. So I think he's gonna win <laughs> off that. I'm uh, nah, I'm joking. Nah, I'm gonna go with <laughs> Phil Davis for the upset, just because experience, Mister Wonderful, you know. I'm gonna go with him for the see a wonder bar. Maybe. Uh, I'm going I'm going with Phil Davis for the upset. Okay. And then with Rumble and Yoel, I don't care who wins. I just want to see something magical. Then for the semifinals, we'll see after the the what's this quarterfinals. We'll see 
I'll give y'all picks after that. But for this one, I'm just going with semifinals. I'm not calling the winner yet. Okay. Yeah, I just I'm I'm, I'm a I got one horse in this whole thing, and that's UL. But other than that, I I wouldn't mind seeing Machida make some noise either. I like seeing um I like seeing the older guys make some noise, man. Let these young dudes know that hey man, it's real out here. What you doing here, baby? You know what I mean? I like to see the and that's why I'm cheering for Yoel. He's 40. He's still got that, you know, physique of a 23-year-old. I want to see Yoel just come out there. I, I hope he's on all the acai. And he comes out there. Well, and he's Cuban, so I don't know what they got over there. Oh, oh he's down in Miami. So he's in Miami. he was made in a lab. He was, he was genetically lab. made in a lab. Well, tell my boy to eat lots of tostones and platanos. And come in there and do some work. I want my boy. I want to see Yoel do some work, man. I'm, I'm, I'm back. I'm, I'm all in with Yoel. He's got a good shot at it. I wonder if he'll use his wrestling against Rumble. That's been Rumble's biggest weakness in all of his MMA career. Even though he has good wrestling credentials. He always struggles against guys who have good wrestling with jujitsu, and he, he seems to lose to the exact same submission. He rear naked choke seems to be his kryptonite, and I don't think Yoel has any rear naked choke victories in his under his belt. Um, we saw Rumble lose to um, was it Josh Koscheck who got him in welterweight? Who choked? Who choked him out in welterweight? When Rumble choked him out, I think it was Josh Koscheck that choked him out in welterweight. I think he just starved to death in welterweight. I know Vitor choked him out in uh, middleweight. Yes, and, and we also know Daniel Cormier famously choked him out at two hundred five. Twice. Twice. He got he double dipped. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but all those guys we mentioned are all really good wrestlers. Um, DC obviously being the more de- decorated of the three, but um, Ch- Koscheck's no slouch. We don't, I just don't know if I've ever seen Yoel. He, he doesn't use his wrestling for that. He mostly uses his wrestling in an explosive manner to kind of like just transition the fight from being a, a kickboxing match to look, I'm going to put you on the ground and then I'm going to pound you. So, um, I don't, know, I don't know if he would be, be. I don't know if there'll be much wrestling in that. Both guys have a ton of power. We know Yoel is. We, I mean, he can take. We got kicked in the head by, by uh, what's his name again? Ricky Martin, pretty boy, Brazilian cat, just oh. got pieced up. Kicked two in the head. He kicked Yoel in the head. Uh, I'm trying to, I can't remember his name. I don't know why I'm having a brain fart. Um, oh. Come on. He's Bra- Dude, Brazilian. I'm blanking too. Jack, Brazilian. Just, he literally just lost to Adesanya. Oh, Costa. Paula Costa. Yeah, yeah. Co- Costa, oh. just like, he had kicked Yoel, and Yoel acted like it was jab. He walked right through it. So I don't know what he's made of. Um, as far as he could take some, he could take some damage. Dude's a tank. Yeah, but, he was a, a scientific experiment for sure. Yes. Captain Cuba. I was made <laughs> by Jesus! <laughs> he, he is the soldier of God. Like, for real. Scientific experiment. Captain Cuba. You saying he was made in the lab, bro? Yeah, he's super soldier, bro. <laughs> super well, Cuban? That that dude doesn't make any sense. He It doesn't matter to him either. He's forty-three on U.S. paper, so that means he's like fifty-six in Cuban years. His <laughs> papers, right? I am twelve. <laughs> I am, I am forty. <laughs> I'm that social security is suspect. That's all I'm gonna say. It's suspect. <laughs> I think he's probably like, he might be 53, 54, but he looked like he's 23 or 24. 
All right, guys. So that's uh about it for this one, huh? Yeah, man. Uh, we got like we got we got the final announcements done, and we got a good card this weekend. Um, let's start the uh, Ashy Knuckle prediction moment. So right now we got a card coming up. We got Marvel Vittori versus uh, Kevin Holland replacement fight. So let's get an official official prediction and then let's tally the scores from that. Let's keep that going. So this is going to be the first uh, prediction podcast where we actually make an official one. So I'm going to go I'm going to upset here. I'm going to say Kevin Holland first round TKO. That's my official pick. Damn, that early? First round, bro. Man. Yeah, I was going to say Kevin Holland second round TKO. Ooh. Okay. Me and Mark both I wasn't going as far as first, but I'll give him second. I think he's. I think he got a fire lit under him after he got getting lit up in the social media realm. For yeah, talking, I think he got something to prove, and Vittori's going to come in kind of hot. Can can I go with uh Holland second round submission? So honestly, unanimous. We all taking Holland. Uh, I think I think he's gonna do better this one. So we have no Vittori love. Okay, so we got. Uh, I mean, Vittori has nine submissions, so he knows how good. to grapple. He's, he's good, good. Bro. I'm going with uh, a sub. I'm going with a sub. Okay, so we you uh, we got all. We all got Kevin Holland winning. I we picking Holland win is kind of like extra little spiciness, you know. Put a little bit, you know, a little extra seasoning on it. But we all pick Kevin Holland to take the victory. So we'll update um, after the fight happens on the next pod. But as of right now, that's all we got for y'all. I hope um, everyone enjoyed the show. And as usual, this is the fight podcast for for MMA fans by MMA fans. And on that note, we can zip it up and zip it out. Peace.